Hey, how's it going guys? Phil Blazik here. I am the cover artist for a new game we're all very excited about coming out from Axiom RPG Systems. It is Upper Hand Wrestling, a tabletop game, and I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it, and I thought who better than to bring in but the brains behind the operation himself, Zachariah. Zach, what are you doing? Oh yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage here filling in for Zachariah. I also helped in the game's creation in an advisory capacity, mainly so that that dirty no good Hogan could get his hands on it. Zach, what is are you doing? No Zach here. Only Macho Man Randy Savage, cream of the crop, always rises to the top. Like upper hand, an axiom, RPG system. I did not sign up for this. Upper hand is a fast-paced card system that lets you experience the heart-pounding thrills of being inside the squared circle without taking any bumps yourself. Oh, yeah! It also features an all-play system that allows everyone at the table to not only play a character, but game master others as well, so no one is left out. Dig it! You can pick up your copy at drive-thru games at drivethroughrpg.com. The link is on your screen, but don't click the link as we are too poor for hyperlinks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing, Zach. Oh, yeah. Macho Man is dead. Oh, no. I have. I was lurking, lurking. <laughs> Ready Lurk, to pounce on the conversation. Terrible. Yeah. I, I'm going to let you but, in on a secret. Most of the things we say on this show are terrible. They sound terrible. Let's... Yeah, I guess that's true. Though, like, I kind of, like, I, I was going to say, like, like, lurking amidst conversations. Like, I'm socially awkward, so, like, I kind of do that sometimes. Like, at work, when there's, like, nobody in the store and we're just kind of talking amongst ourselves about you know whatever like i'll just kind of like hang around a conversation and wait for a chance to jump in <laughs> it's just yeah. like yeah objectively it, thinking about it is like wow i really am just a weird motherfucker <laughs> yeah i mean we are weird motherfuckers that's why we do this and only get 23 views and we've still been doing it for almost three years hey but, you know what <laughs> but it's fine. i've definitely done that where you're like not in a conversation but and you're just like slowly creeping in because you hear something you really want to say something about and you're like i'm gonna wait for a moment then i'm gonna say a joke even though i don't belong here and then, and then one of two things happens: either you are embraced or shunned as a yeah. whole, and like, why are you even here? And there's, you just kind of see yourself out. There's no greater uh, accomplishment than everybody laughs at your, you know, run by joke. But there's no greater shame than when you like say it, and you're the only one who's like, ha ha! Am I right? Am I right? I'm not right. I'm gonna go. Or, <laughs> or maybe I'm right. I don't know. Maybe you just don't maybe, want me here. That's maybe fine. Maybe I'm right. I'll maybe, leave. 
<laughs> you know, saying things like, you don't want to hear. That happens, <laughs> I want to leave not just the group and the conversation, but the entire vicinity. Like, yeah. I just want to go. I want to leave the like planet. On par, yeah. That's on par with the awkward, you're walking down the street and yeah. you think somebody's waving at you and you yeah. do the wave and then you realize it's somebody They're behind not. you. They don't know and, who you and, are. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go ahead and get in this rocket ship now and just leave the planet because that's how I feel about this situation. <laughs> Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, have to decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone, and usually I am never alone. With me is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard. And we got uh, we're recording a little bit early, so if you guys comment on this uh, after Friday night, uh, just know uh, we will get to it next week. Uh, if we don't read it here, just because we're recording a little bit early due to scheduling conflicts, so so keep that in mind. But before we get into the show, we have to thank the people who helped us make it possible. Number one, behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a custom graphic that was supplied by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And then the theme song for this show and all shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by my brother, the man who makes the music, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, that is fan interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read out the comments and all the places we find them. We speak to you guys directly. Uh, you know, all that fun stuff. Now, first of all, William Hoon, good buddy William Hoon, uh, commented, but he commented on a, on a podcast from two weeks ago. Uh, because he's coming back from vacation and he's catching up. So I want to read it now, even though, uh, see, just let this go to show. I try very hard, very hard to catch all the stuff. Hi! Exclamation point. Back from my vacation weeks. Was great. Smiley face. Always good to hear. Games today have have way more content than ever, but most of it is boring and or meaningless at best. Our based Went. or based on pre-satory monetization at worst content yay can't wait to see death stranding review it's gonna be a piece of anthology <laughs> gonna bring my best popcorn for that one uh so for my off topic this week uh yeah for my off topic this week uh, which both of you inspired me to do is that I have started a podcast on my YouTube channel. Here's the link. Uh, it's a general gaming podcast. This is episode two, but we made two other episodes prior to that. Not sure how ethical it is for me to plug this here, but huh, yeah, I can't find a good excuse. <laughs> anyway, great show as always. Thanks. 
Hashtag boycott Diablo 4 Battle Pass. Okay. <laughs> First of all, Will, uh, you feel free to plug anything on here as long as you also comment on the show or whatever or you're you're in with us like if you were just showing up the first time and putting a link in i'd be a little upset but you have commented on many shows and i just want to say real quick um on the matter of this i am very big on supporting our people who get into this i had no idea william Holwin had his own youtube channel and he has 146 subscribers he's not he's not messing around he's got some people with him so and he does some videos not all of them are videos that would necessarily interest me but i personally went back and listened to all the episodes of his podcast i find them very enjoyable i urge everybody out there to go check Will out. Will, you're doing a great job. No joke. And there is no motivation there to eventually get on your podcast. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it's a great podcast, man. I subscribed. I also subscribed on my personal account. I also posted it in our Discord. So please go check him out. Subscribe to him. I love this podcast. I absolutely love this podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, he somehow managed to keep it to 40 minutes, which is a mission goal that I don't know how he accomplishes. Um, maybe by not being an asshole who talks too much like us, but, uh, uh, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the show. Really enjoyed it. I'm, uh, trying to find it right now, actually. That's actually, just spell his name, man. He, there's nobody else out there that's William Hoen. Just, just put in William and then H-O-U-O-U-I-N and you find him. I, that's how I did it. It was immediate. It was immediate and instantaneous. Oh. Oh, yep. So and there you go. Now you got Neil. Now. There you go. You got Neil now. You got Neil. I enjoyed oh. his podcast. Uh, his, his partner, uh, I cannot remember her name. It's like it's something like Greta, Greta Dune, something like that, which I'm sorry out there if you're listening. I'll get it right next time. Uh, she made me want to play Chimera Land, which I never thought anybody could make me want to play that. But <laughs> she actually made me want to – she talks about it and makes me kind of want to play that game. So – Great podcast. Everybody out there should go check it out. Will, we are happy to support you with at least one-tenth of the amount that you have supported this podcast over the last year. We appreciate it, buddy. Mm -hmm. Seconded. So now, moving on to the comments from last week's episode. Am I on the right one? Newest first. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. First, Bloody Nose, new commenter. Now, this guy is a cool dude. Uh, he also has his own YouTube channel. Go check it out. He just does clips and uh, live plays of other stuff. Uh, he's 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 fun. He's a fun, dude. I've watched a few of his clips, commented on him a couple of times. Uh, Bloody Nose says uh, he actually timestamps his comments, which holy crap is a hard. Uh, that's new. Uh, Thirty-two minutes. Agreed. Kind of nervous about it. So much potential. He is referring to Dead Island Two. Uh, to which I said could be the best game ever, but the track record of these development hell revivals is just not good. Then really, that's the problem. I mean, that's the problem for me. This could be the best game ever. It really could. It could knock all our socks off. But these games that end up in development hell for like 8, 10 years, whatever, when they come out, they never meet expectations. Uh, there's just so many examples of those ones that ended up eventually getting forced out, and then it's like, ah, this is what you were making, you know? Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 
reserving judgment on that one for some time. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to be too, because exactly yeah. like you said, like these games all have a track record. It, it's mm-hmm. same with Kickstarter games. Very yeah. rarely is there anything that actually comes out and is a relative success. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the problem. I, you know, and it, it, it's it, it's so many so many issues can go into wrong into that. I mean, the game started in development before the systems that exist even were in conception <laughs> you know what i mean like like yeah. it's it's that far behind you couple that with the fact that there are people who have been literally waiting for this that long uh that they've built it up in their head that it can't possibly meet those expectations so it's a tricky tricky situation uh, i'm not gonna say it can't be good i'm just saying that like uh, track the chances of it being good uh, are lower than other games. I mean, it goes the same for the one I'm excited for. Skull and Bones is another one. Been in development yeah. hell for almost 10 years. Now it's coming out. People are already mad at it, and I'm excited for it, but it could be another one. So, uh, Jason then comments. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to save Jason's comment here because I think we're going to do that as a talk. We're going to do that as a talking point, right? Yeah. All right, so as for the question that I asked, we decided to make it a talking point, so I'm going to save any comments directly related to that talking point for the talking point. So we'll get back to those uh, when we get back to it. Uh, Bloody Nose, then back in action. Uh, he timestamped 4040 when we were talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, yeah, I hope the world is not too big for no reason, if that makes sense. Really counting on this game to have a good story mode, but only time will tell. Uh, yeah, I have a crazy odds and ends about that too, but uh, I don't know. I'm very nervous about that. I think that, again, I'm not a big Harry Potter guy, but I think as as the universe goes, there's a lot of potential there to make a very unique and interesting open world game. It's just how they present it to the people and how they do it. I think you could also go the other way. Like Even though... You definitely have that possibility of being too big for no reason. You could also very easily go the other way and have it be too linear in narrative uh, and kind of put people off who just want to play it and be their own wizard, you know? Right. I guess that is an aspect of that conversation that we had, the open world versus narrative that we didn't really focus too much on. Yeah. Is where like where the line is between those two things that try to mesh but i mean i guess that's something it's so nebulous you can't really put your finger on exactly what it is that it's very hard the line and you know we have discussed in the in the last couple of weeks since that talking point a lot of how much content is too much content uh Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and i i I am. I tend to completely understand what you're saying, Bloody Nose, with the uh, possibility of something being too big for no reason. Uh, the game should have what it should have in it. And if there's a bunch of extra stuff in it just to be there, just to add content to it, that's when you get into trouble. Uh, and uh, it could very easily have that. But at the same time, and, and again, I'm, not, I'm probably not picking this game up day one. I don't want a Telltale game. You know, and like the way they presented the last trailer, uh, the trailer at Gamescom was very story oriented, and I didn't see a lot of character creation there. I almost felt like you were kind of locked into either a brother or a sister combo without any character creation. Like, I, I mean, 
correct me if I'm wrong, maybe completely off base here, but if you're going to make a game in this kind of universe, you're going to make it open world, you're going to make it take place way before Harry Potter even exists, wouldn't it be much cooler to just cr allow you to create your character and play in that world the way you want to, you know? Yeah, I don't know, what would you um, prefer out of this? Because I know you're on the other no, side I, of the spectrum of this. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, is I do want a, a story to be told, but at the same time, like you said, like that is – it's kind of like how Pokemon was back in the day. Like you wanted to be your own trainer and you know go off and do your own thing. Sure, you want that story to be there. You want that quest to follow. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you also want to have agency over where you go yeah. and what you do and everything like that. And I think at least for its time – the original, you know, like Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue did a good job at that mm -hmm. by giving you this big open world. Sure, you know, you were restricted and there was a linear path to follow. Uh -huh. I like that idea. Yeah. But I also like the idea, too, of those little breadcrumbs like uh, the Metroid Prime games are good for. Mm -hmm. To where they have those little breadcrumbs of, well, later you can come back to this and later you <laughs> can do this and hey, there's this huge chunk of the map that you know exists, but you can't get there just yet. You mm -hmm. know you're going to come back to that later. That that there is what I want. I want to have an end goal to go through, but I also want a an area to flesh out, and I want it to be my own story because there's nothing necessarily. It's like you're not playing Harry Potter. You're not playing, playing anybody but your own dude, right. basically. You know, I... What I would like, so everything they've announced for this game, it does obviously have a story. There is some some level of heavy story in it. It also says that you're playing a kid who is in their fifth year of the seven-year school, uh, which seems a little dumb to me too. What? And and this is just me, but if you were to say to me what would get you to play a Harry Potter game, even though you're not into Harry Potter, I would be like, let me create a character, let me start him in year one, let me take him all the way through the seven years, let me pick, not pick, but get sorted, uh, depending on the character that I actually create. Like, let me do the character creation kind of like Outer Worlds, uh, like define all the stats, and those somehow give you your sorting hat shit, and then have the story be different for each of the different houses in each different um, year. And then don't make it an epic thing. Don't make a big epic like save the world from demons or save the world from Voldemort or anything like that sort of thing. Just just let me play a kid in the school from point A to point B. That's what will get me, get, get my blood turning. And I almost feel like everything I've seen, they're doing a little bit too much to this for that, you know, they're doing too much. They don't need to do this much. It's already there, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, to continue. If you guys are wondering why we're being loquacious, it's because, again, we are recording uh, just five days after we recorded the last one. There hasn't been a ton of news, so we're taking our time. <laughs> <laughs> Asylum66 then jumps in. He says, world premiere con comment. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I did name the last episode. Uh, did you see the name of the last yes, episode? Yes, I did. Yeah, I was proud of that one. I, like, chuckled to myself when I came up with it. Uh, so he goes, world premiere comment. I'm glad I started watching Gamescom late and got to fast forward. Proud to say I watched it in less than 10 minutes. Hold the applause. <laughs> That's what I should have done, man. Uh, you know. I should have just fast forwarded through shit. I'm not going to lie. About halfway through, I started cleaning my house and just kind of turned up the volume a little bit and let it on. And if I started to hear something that got interesting to me, it's one of the reasons I didn't see the Dead Island trailer because it's just not interesting to me other than the fact that they're making it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough in my opinion. Uh, William Hoen. Hi. Old and Cranky is my favorite Zach persona. Bring it on. <laughs> Uh, I have yet to begin to old and cranky. Uh, well, seems seems nothing from Gamescom really excites me. Oh well, just started Stardew Valley, and I do enjoy it more than I thought I would. Smiley face, which you know that if you listen to his podcast. Just saying. Thanks for the show. Hashtag is hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> that is. That's an excellent question, though. And is, is hot dog sandwich? Is, is hot dog sandwich? I think the Game Grumps have been debating this for many a years a while, as well. Yes. Yeah, is hot dog sandwich? Is taco sandwich? A taco is not sandwich. Taco is not sandwich. Because there's not two things. There's not two things on it. I'm sorry. It's got to be in between two pieces of bread. Like that's the that's the defining quality of the sandwich. What about? What about a crunch wrap? Is crunch wrap sandwich? No, it's wrapped in one it's one tortilla around the whole thing. Okay, but what about the double down? What the f You don't <laughs> oh, remember the double down? The double down's a sandwich. <laughs> I gotta go by my rules. The double down's definitely a sandwich. That's that insane like fucking KFC, like we put the cheese in between two pieces of chicken, right? Have you ever yeah, have you ever had one of those? I've never had one. It sounds insane. I, it, it absolutely was. Uh, <laughs> so back when I worked on the cruise ship forever ago, one day I was just out and about, and I just stopped at KFC, and I saw that they had it there. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. Oh. Um, it was the worst mistake uh, I could have made. <laughs> Definitely the worst mistake I could have made. I was like, what, 22? Uh, That's uh, amazing. Something like that. And it still destroyed me from the inside out. <laughs> Yeah, but I have to say, my rules are my rules. It's a sandwich. It's a very fucked up sandwich, but it's a sandwich. <laughs> to be a sandwich, it must be an Oreo is a sandwich. That's yeah, Oreo sandwich. Sandwich. Two things. One but thing what about in between. Open face them. sandwiches. And those are fucking bullshit. Those aren't san oh, open face sandwich. It's ridiculous. That's shit on bread. <laughs> Uh, like I said, oh, we haven't done that in a while. Um, we had a whole episode where we like talked about bread for like five minutes, didn't we? I feel uh, like there was cake. The the, the whole there was cake. The, the cake. cake. Yes, I remember the cake. The running bit of the cake. All right, Asylum then talks about his perfect game, which again we're gonna put that in the talking point. Uh, then we go. We continue with Asylum sixty six. Make me proud, Neil. Dead Space is one of my top ten favorite video games. Well, favorite games. Zach is just talking about a horror game made him angry. 
Uh, to which Jason actually commented and said, I still want to see Zach play Visage, but alas, it will never be. I don't play horror games. I don't like horror, guys. I don't like being scared, okay? I have experienced fear in many different levels, and none of them are enjoyable. I don't understand anyone who's like... I want to be scared today. What the fuck that's, is wrong with you? That is a fight. Uh, that that's a response that tells you something's trying to kill you, and you're trying to make that happen in your brain. Nope. No, thank that you. That is my entire argument against haunted houses. Yeah. Hey, oh yeah. No. Here's forty no. to seventy dollars. <laughs> right. Scare right. the shit out. Scare, of me. scare me until I pee my pants in front of my significant other. It's insane. I don't understand how why anyone would do it. I know. I know Asylum is very into the Halloween stuff. He's very into mask making and all that stuff. More power to you, man. Be into Halloween stuff. Horror is not my bag. It will never be my bag. The only kind of horror that I like is when it's like so campy and ridiculous. It's not scary. It's funny. Not actually yeah. horror, yeah. Yeah, then I'm in. But other than that, like, no, I don't want that shit. I don't, I don't want that shit. So, But that being said, I don't have anything against Dead Space. I just... It's not my game. It's Callisto Protocol Dead, dead Protocol. Dead, I don't know why I said Protocol. Callisto <laughs> Protocol, and then I said Callisto Protocol. Oh my God, I can't say anything. The Callisto Protocol. The Callisto Protocol. It's for that uh, that did spiss. Uh, <laughs> it's like that game, right? Like one of those. One of those mies effects. Um, okay, so. so yeah, it's just not my game. It's not my type of game. I don't have anything against it. I just, I saw it. it there's nothing in that game that is for me. Not, not one piece of it. Um, Jason then continues, Killer Clowns is very much a product of its time. Mid to late 80s slash early 90s horror comedy, and it's great. I don't much care for PvP games, though, sadly. I've got to be honest, I've seen Killer Clowns, weirdly enough. <laughs> I, it's just it's just a thing that came around because I do enjoy watching shitty movies every so often just to make fun of them. Um, and Killer Clowns was definitely one of them. Uh, Killer Clowns is a fucked up movie, <laughs> to say the least. Again, I don't know how this is going to translate into any sort of tail end for this game whatsoever. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was because... If I remember correctly, it's the same people who did the Friday the 13th game, right? I thought, no. No, because, well, maybe. I know they're working on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I don't know. I I remember that's, like, the whole reason the Friday the 13th game got shut down is, like, a lot of people, like, started to come around on it and started to, like, enjoy it and stream it and everything. But, like, their entire roadmap and everything got upended just strictly due to rights. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Basically, the whole whole thing got destroyed, and the whole game got stopped just strictly because of rights. Because they had rights, and then they lost their rights, and then that was that. They couldn't get them back, and they basically had to shut the whole game down because of it. Yeah, Uh, which is hilarious to me that they're now doing two movie, (laughs) two more movie games like that. Like you would think you'd learn your lesson, just make your own shit up, but whatever. Uh, then finally, Jason, that Resident Evil reboot attempt was awful. Also, casting casting Gorilla Boy as Wesker is one of the most what-the-fuck casting choices I have ever seen. I don't know. I never watched it. I did not get around to watching the reboot movie. Okay. Um, because, like, 
I own the entire Resident Evil movie collection strictly because those movies were like so bad. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same reason why I'm trying to get all the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. They're just like, hmm. You know, but uh, <laughs> I stay away from zombie movies. I don't like zombies. I think we're inundated with them everywhere. Um, there are only two things with zombies in them that I like really enjoy off the top of my head. And that is, you know, the Left 4 Dead slash Back 4 Blood series and mm-hmm. State of Decay 2. Uh, and, but I enjoy those games not necessarily for the zombies. It's for the intricate, the interesting systems in the game itself uh, that keep me coming back. So I tend to stay away from zombies, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just not a zombie guy. So Resident Evil was never big for me. Uh, I watched my brother beat two. That was about it. I uh, never really got into any of those games, and those movies looked dumb. The minute I saw her, like... Slow motion, jump kicking, uh, skinless dog in midair. I was like, no, I got nothing there. Nothing. That is. I'm sure. Fraction. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. But that's it. That was it for me. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't need to watch any of those. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I I will say, Lord Raptor is another zombie that I will always have all my money in. I don't know what that is. Darkstalkers. Zombie and Darkstalkers. He's fucking awesome. He's like an uh, ex heavy metal guy, that. and he's a zombie, and he like I forget he, that he game throws exists. his bones out at people and turns too. him into buzzsaw and stuff. Oh, I loved, I love Lord Raptor. Lord Raptor was my character, man. I loved Lord Raptor. Uh, so yeah, he's the only other zombie I abide. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's it for fan traction. Like I said, the the comments referring to perfect game, we're gonna read them out. Uh, in our talking point, and then we're going to talk about it, because that's what, we're, what our talking point's going to be. So we'll be right back with that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our talking point today, and our talking point is actually based off of our question that we asked last week, and that is, what do you require for your perfect game. And I'm not saying like the whole game, but what has to be in there for you to put it in the consideration? I mean, let's face it, Game of the Year awards are coming up, and I'm not talking about Keeley's Fuck Fest. I'm talking about the horrible game the awards right ones. here. The fucking the real, real ones. ones. The trench in the real ones. Ours. That's right. Uh, they're coming up. I'm going to probably start talking to people about uh, uh, who wants to be involved in the committee. Uh, this year, I'm gonna switch up some personnel for that. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we only have three months left in consideration. I didn't even think about that. God, this year is you know what's flown by. You know what's super fucked up, man? Is uh, uh, last year we didn't consider anything in November. We didn't. I don't. I, th- I knew so. December was out. December was 100. Oh, you know out. what? But we because cut it off had, in November. Because of the timing of when, yeah, because the timing of when. Voting and stuff. We, so, yeah, because we had to do voting. Like, I was thinking about it. I'm weird. like, there are like two or three big releases coming in November that might not even make the cut for us. Because, like, Skull and Bones is in there, uh, Sonic Frontiers is in there, mm-hmm. and then uh, there's one other one, I think, that's in there. And. Well, I don't know that we'll be able to consider it because last year we cut them, we cut everybody off at like November first. I, I want to say. I think I remember that. I, we can actually, I'm sure we can. Because we released the horrible game yeah. awards uh, in the second year, usually the second or third week of December. 
Usually, but the process is very fucked up. I can't believe yeah. we're doing all of this live on the show. But the process is very <laughs> fucked yeah, that's up. Fair. Just for you guys out there, the process is first we decide who's going to be in the committee to decide the nominations and the voting. Then we give you two weeks to basically nominate your games and your people for all the categories. Uh, and then we take all those nominations and then we fudge together for actual like nominations so like depending on you know repeat votes and stuff like that like how many times things show up on other people's lists mm -hmm. we get four out of that for every category and then once that's done uh, we then have a two-week voting process where you all get to vote in each category a certain number of times then we've got to record the fucking thing, which anybody on the committee has the oh, right to actually God. record a segment to actually present one of the awards. So it's a very, like, it's a very involved process that takes basically two or three months. And even the recording is like two or three weeks because we yep. have to line up schedules mm -hmm. over the course of as many oh, days yeah. as we can. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes before actual podcasts, sometimes finishing with one person, letting somebody yeah, else oh, yeah. know that it's your turn. It's now. your turn. Come Recording, on in. Yeah, doing yeah. that again. Yeah, it's 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 a oh, mess. Oh god, it's almost yeah. that time I of year. Always, again. I always forget it. And this is what the third year we're. Yeah, this is the third this year that we're going to. Jesus, this will be the third annual horrible Three game. Three years. No, we've been doing this, this shit. Be the fourth. Well, I mean, I, in my official capacity, at least. Yeah, it'll be your third one. It'll, I think it'll be my... Well, no, because you were part of the first one, if I recall I think correctly. I was part of the first one, but... I don't know. I got to count them. I got to count them. I'll have to count them. I'll have to, like, <laughs> look them up and count them in the break. But we actually have to get to the talking point here. We, we yeah, we haven't about even talked five about the talking point. So what goes into... What's your requirements for best game? And we had a couple comments here. I want to get to those first. Uh, Asylum 66 said, "Perfect game. Somehow the game has a great spot AI generated cutscenes to give me a completely custom story driven game. The best of true open world and story driven game. So almost like procedurally generated story based on what you're doing. Um, and then Jason has a huge one. <laughs> My perfect game would be like State of Decay 2, mashed up with Conan Exiles. It would have survival, peace-based building, floppy peen, large open world, NPCs <laughs> friendly, neutral, hostile. Just kind of slide that one in there. <laughs> Jason. Jason is floppy peen. Large open large open world, NPCs friendly, neutral, and hostile, NPCs to forge allies, recruit, enslave. Workstations to assign NPC to to assign community NPCs, animals to tame, animals as mounts, climb practically anything, backsack that, that is wonderful, dungeon instances, combat and or puzzle, craftable armor, weapons, tools, gear, zombie apocalypse. So he wants the zombies in. Uh, that is very specific, Jason. Thank you for all of the. All of all that, of even every single, even the back sack and the floppy peen, man. Well, that is Conan Exiles is the one that you can like yeah. decide your penis size. Yes, uh, in it, which is insane. Um, but yeah, so those are those are, those are the two guys who answered the question. I want to give a huge shout out to both Jason and Asylum for actually answering the question. I don't know how many times we ask a question on here and it doesn't get answered. Phil Billy actually. 
inspired this question prematurely like a couple of weeks ago too with the strike through thing so but uh that's probably why he didn't comment but jason but we very rarely get comments on the actual questions that we ask i was gonna say because that's we used to have a question every single week yeah uh, well we used to, to do horrible drive. arena we used to do horrible arena too yeah and that horrible was, arena was just logistics for me man <laughs> i love horrible arena i still miss horrible arena it's still my my biggest my biggest the thing i miss the most on our show is horrible arena um okay so what's it for you man what's your your specifics what what are the oh, ones man. that are like i can't live without this man i gotta have it in my game i gotta have it in my perfect game so i mean the one that comes to mind immediately foremost before anything else honestly is music oh okay oh, my the, the music has to be perfect. Okay. Fit the mood, fit the atmosphere, something that I can like just listen to off on its own. Um, perfect examples uh, like Kingdom Hearts says good music. Undertale is like known for its music. Um, uh, Skyrim has like iconic music. Even stuff like from from back in the day even like Sonic the Hedgehog 3, Sonic and Knuckles, you know, stuff like that. The music has to be good. Um, even something that fits atmospherically, like Breath of the Wild's music even. Yeah. It's barely there, barely existent. But its lack of music plays into the openness and the largeness of everything. It just fits everything fits the music is one of the things that drives me and i think helps lean into like what the game is trying to show me of course you know a story that had that's gripping i want a story that's not just a start and a finish i want to have something that can like bring me in and keep me invested and give me a reason to do what i'm doing but I also want there to be that one twist that just throws you off and like makes you completely change how you think about things or what you think is going on, stuff like that. Like a um, uh, perfect example uh, is one of the things that I think of is the uh, most recent God of War because everything they showed was with the axe and everything like that. And I, I, I guess spoilers, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you haven't played it at this point and you're, you're not, not gonna it's like you're not gonna so yeah whatever um so eventually you do end up getting the blades of chaos and it's like oh so this is a thing too you don't just have the axe oh you swore this off this is a part of you that you're hiding you know that you thought you weren't gonna see it all ever you know mm -hmm. that um story twists uh just completely uh uh what what was another one bioshock mm. the first bioshock okay um the uh would you kindly twist yeah 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 um, that's like Legendary shit like twist. that mm -hmm. is like whoa okay like it makes you think about the whole game completely differently right shit like that i think all builds to a whole 
of what it is that I want in a game that what drives me to play a game. Because if all of those components or at least most of those components aren't firing on all cylinders, I kind of wonder why it is that I'm there, you know? Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, speaking on yours first, music, great one. I wouldn't have said that right off the bat, but I, the music has become such an integral part of like how I game lately. Uh, I look up a lot of soundtracks after the yeah. fact just to listen to them. Sifu, Streets of Rage 4, uh, the uh, TMNT soundtrack, Midnight Fight Express, just phenomenal soundtracks that just go perfectly with the uh the 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 essence of of the game you know and uh uh sifu's one sifu actually as you play that game and i don't you still haven't played that at all right no okay so as you play the game like there'll be a musical track right for Mm -hmm. a level and it's like whatever it is it's it's a it's like a low like they're all kind of techno-y with some like eastern vibes to them uh, but as the level becomes more and more intense, the music actually becomes intense with the fights. Mm-hmm. It, it builds you into it so well that, like, just like you know, start you start with the dun 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 dun, dun and then by the end you're like dun 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 dun, you know, and it's it's just it's this slow build where almost the music goes along with the journey with you, and I I. I love I love a good soundtrack, a good score that rips. That that's a great pick. Uh, as far as the twist, I don't know. Again, you know that is totally cool. I am not knocking your choices at all. This is an in my opinion sort of conversation. Story is not the thing that does it for me anymore. So like that narrative aspect is not something that gets me excited and i know that there's a lot of people out there it still does you know they'll watch a trailer and they'll be like oh my god i can't wait for that story and i'm just sitting there like ah i don't want to be because it looks fine yeah (laughs) you know here and here's why i'll just segue right into mine i need two big things two absolute number ones with a bullet i need freedom and i need power that's what I need for my gaming experience. Uh, I, that's what I want you to provide with me. Uh, speaking on the first one, the freedom, I don't want to be restricted. I just don't want to be restricted. I am restricted in life, in my real life. And it's not bad restrictions. I'm not complaining, oh, right. woe is me. But I'm a human being who has to deal with things. And those things restrict what I can and cannot do. M- my body restricts what I can and cannot do. Oh, I don't, Lord, I know that's it, true. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want to turn on my video game system or play any of my games and be, you know, enclosed and trapped you know like it's why whenever i'm playing games and they have like a prison or a jail level it drives me nuts i hate those levels where they take all your cool weapons away and then they make you have to like escape from prison i'm gonna tell you i've put so many games down because of prison levels i don't want to be in a prison i don't want to be restricted i want to explore the universe that you have provided to me i want to be able to see it i want to be able to go in a direction and find out what i want to find out uh and i don't i don't want to be restricted so i want freedom that's why everybody everybody's so upset with skull and bones right because you can't you can't walk on land but like for me i'm not looking at it that way i'm looking at it like i get to build my boat the way i want to and then i just get to sail in a direction and just find what's out there as a pirate 
you know, and, and that's really exciting to me. Which brings me to the next part of it, which is the power fantasy. Gaming, people need to remember, gaming is a power fantasy. Even the games that are the most toughest, that just utterly destroy you, like Dark Souls and stuff, you're not playing that for being destroyed. You're playing it for the one that you win. And then that's the power fantasy. That's the feeling of like, I did a thing I shouldn't be able to do. You know, that's that's that power fantasy. So I want that freedom and I want that power. And like for me, narrative driven single player linear stories take both those things away. You don't have the power to change your fate and you don't have the freedom to go anywhere. Like that right there takes me out of it a little bit. So anytime I see the the characters, you know, or the story, I'm like I don't I don't want to do this. I did this when I was younger. And I'm not taking anything away from those games. They're great games. I'm not insulting them. I don't want anybody to think I am. I played through three of the four Uncharted, and I think they're some of the best stories you'll ever play. You'll ever you'll ever see in a video game. I Max Payne one and two, some of the greatest stories you'll ever see in video games. Again, though, now it's like I don't want to be part of a visual novel. I want to make the story myself. Because of that, I don't need long-winded stories. I don't need an overarching story. Have me have like, just have a ton of little small stories in different areas that I get to choose what I'm doing. And then let me just play it until I'm bored of it. You know what I mean? And that's what really goes into my perfect game. Give me the ability to create whatever character I want, put me in a world, put me in a sandbox, define the rules that I have to play by, but then let me do whatever I want with those rules. And that gets me excited. No Man's Sky, State of the K2, stuff that just kind of lets you, here you go. How are you going to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's um, Those are my two biggest factors, I think. It's, for it's funny you bring up the power fantasy thing because yeah. it was – it was the worst entry in the series. Well, one of the worst entries in the series, I guess. But um, Fable 3 had mm. this really unique idea. And I remember reading an article about it when the game was still in development. I had so many problems one, with that game. Oh, there's a ton of problems with that game. But they had a great idea, and they addressed it in an interview. I think it was in the Game Informer that yeah. they did about it. And it was that whenever you finish a game is when you have all your coolest abilities, your coolest stuff. You work all the way up there to that. And then it's like, okay, so you get to use all that stuff like once in a big battle and then you're done and credits roll. Mm -hmm. It purposely made it so that you got all 90% of your best stuff halfway through the game. So that way you could actually use that stuff. Now, of course, it wasn't implemented very well. No. I mean, anyone who's played Fable 3 knows uh, uh, how much Why? of a wreck that game just make fable 2 with multiplayer just do that and you're done man you're done with it uh, yeah Ugh. it's it was it was rough but uh i mean it was such a great idea it was a bad imitation but a like to like you said with the power fantasy thing like that they were playing into that for part of that and they kind of let you do that yeah the the thing that i kind of enjoyed that was a nice blend of yeah so Here's an open world. Here's a thing you got to do uh, and then go do the thing. Now, of course, you know, like I said, it, it was a really bad implementation of it. That's why Fable 2 is the superior Fable game out of all of them, honestly, in my opinion. Um, 
but even Fable 2, it was the same thing. It's like, hey, you're a legendary hero. Go do the hero thing. Or you're a legendary villain. Who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. The world is yours. Go do the things. There's an end. Do the end. Make a wish. Bring a dog back if you want. <laughs> you know, do whatever you want to do. Um, and, and that's that there was like a good blend for me. That game is one of those games that like they don't make them like that anymore sort of situation because it had so many of those good things that I enjoyed and was a nice blend of the hey here's here's some rules go do the thing yeah and oh this is also a single player primarily narrative mm -hmm. story go ahead I mean I want some co-op in there it doesn't have to be an yeah. MMO just like let me play with my friends you know what I mean there's no I mean, there's it no had it but it really sucked yeah <laughs> Well, are we talking about Fable 3 or 2? Two? 2. 2. 2, yeah. Two had, had shitty had multiplayer. Was, yeah. 3 had great multiplayer, and the game just was terrible. The game like, exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was like they took all the like soul out of the second one. Right. <clears throat> I, I still have like a small theory that Fable 3 was rushed uh, I be in some capacity because like the the leveling was just reduced to that weird like chest room thing that you did like it wasn't yeah. even like leveling it was like collecting an artifact you didn't even get to loot anymore all the weapons were just one weapons and all of these things they like spoke as they were like features but when i was looking at it, i was like these are ways to streamline it so that you can get it out faster like they're, yeah. they're ways to take out the more complicated systems of your game uh the other thing was like uh, the the mini game like that was one of the coolest things about Fable Two, is you could like work for yeah. a blacksmith or something, and every time you work, the mini game reflected the job you did. In the third one, you could work for all these different places, and it was still just press button until such and such. It was the same mini game every time, and I know that's silly, but just having that different mini game for the different jobs just showed the thought put into the world if they right. the the things that they should have done with three is they should have taken the multiplayer from three the ability to own like actual property mm -hmm. like because you could own stores yeah. and certain houses in two but you couldn't really rent them out whereas you could be a landlord in three if you had added that system and the multiplayer and just added that to two you would have had probably a near perfect game there. I do want to speak to the power fantasy in a couple of games that uh, that are recent. Uh, Breath of the Wild is one that gives you the the abilities right up front. Yeah, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of collecting and leveling up to do. Uh, but right off the bat, they're like, you have everything that you need to beat the main bad guy right now. You can collect more to make yourself more powerful, but you can go do it if you want. Uh, the other game I've been playing recently, which I was very surprised to enjoy as much as I have been enjoying it, is Immortals Phoenix Rising, the Ubisoft, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote knockoff of Breath of the Wild. Uh, I actually kind of like it better than Breath of the Wild. Not going to lie, guys. It's very strange. It's like Breath of the Wild on crack, and I love that about it. Because I felt like Breath of the Wild needed a lot more crack cocaine. <laughs> like, that's what it needed. More cocaine! That's what, it was, it, that's what it needed. It needed more frantic fighting, a better fighting system. It needed more, like, crazy story. And I know I'm not a huge story guy, but, like, Breath of the Wild was just so straight null the whole way. It was, And that was nice. It was a very chill, mellow experience, kind of. 
Uh, but one of the things I don't like about Breath of the Wild is whenever I was in a fight, I never felt that power. I felt the, I always am about to die. So this thing is going to kill me. Like I'm all, or when you go into the snowy peaks and then all of a sudden you're freezing to death. Uh, or you go into the hot part and you're all of a sudden you're burning to death. And I never really felt that like, th those were the po moments where I'm like, I just, I just want to go up here and talk to Gorons. I don't want to like figure out the special way that you allow me to walk around with the lava. I just want to go talk to the Gorons. Don't get me wrong. I understand why that game did it. I'm not necessarily knocking it. But those are the kind of restrictions that drive me nuts. Whereas <laughs> Immortals doesn't do that. You can go into any biome. Here you go, man. Go do it. Get crazy with it. Go have some really crazy DBZ fight type things with all the characters and shit's always exploding in that game. But like, I don't know. There's just something about that. There's, there's certain restrictions in certain areas that I don't, I don't love. You know, um, I want that power fantasy, and I want that freedom. That's what I'm looking for. But I understand the power fantasy. I And I do like the idea of getting everything that you're supposed to have right off the bat. I don't know why more games yeah. don't do that. Yeah, because that's, that's one thing that it's like playing uh, Breath of the Wild and then comparing it to like Brazil mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. What you inevitably wind up with is... Well, you get to an area in the older Zeldas and, you know, straight up, you know, longtime players know there's going to be items that you're looking for in particular. And then you're going to get into an area that you see a lot of these like weird symbols or mm -hmm. weird areas that you can't get through. And at that point, you know, it's like, well, there's going to be in this dungeon that I'm in, there's going to be some special item. And you know you're going to have to go get the item. Mm -hmm. and then, you know, once you get the item, you're going to have to use that item in some way to beat the boss of the dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Zelda's very to, linear other than Breath it, of the Wild. It was, yeah. it, it was very cut and dry with that. And then, you know, you have Breath of the Wild. In that first plateau area, it's like, okay, find out all the shit. Yeah. These are all the things. All things. You're ever get a basic get. working of it. You're really not going to do get much of anything else with it outside of like some leveling up. If you mm -hmm. want to level that up and make it you know work a little bit better in a different way, yeah. But like outside of that, all right, you're done, man. Go, go do, go, go do, around, go do your thing. Yeah, I almost feel like looter shooters with build systems, uh, like Borderlands or Outriders, I would have enjoyed better if I never had to level because I can't count the irritating thing of like once every time I level like going in and like putting a point in it just stops the flow like whereas like if I could just like if you just balance that whole game to be for me at top level and then just let me build my character right in the beginning and then let me take it in I would have enjoyed it a lot better because then I'm just looking for loot and that's I'm just looking for loot for my build like cool I don't have to keep throwing guns out when they don't work anymore as well and stuff like that like that level based system stuff is just for video games I think it's kind of old hat in some ways but uh, that's uh, that kind of did with Tiny Tina's because yeah. uh, especially playing split screen with it that's one thing that I eventually started to do was I would just like I don't I'm not like constantly dying or anything I mean, I had a relatively broken build, so I could kind of do whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is every, like, three levels or so, I'd like, okay, well, let's go in and assign points and right. get some new abilities right. and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that... 
I think that Gearbox would not look as good of a company if that's what they did because the game right. always falls apart when you get to the max level. Uh, but uh, uh, and they, because they can't balance for shit, but still, like if you could balance that and just make it that way, I would enjoy that so much better. Just say, here's my build. Okay, you're done. Go, uh, go find stuff. You know, uh, it'd be so much cooler. Mm-hmm. All right, we're at fifty minutes. You want to jump into odds and ends? You said it was gonna be a short episode. I said it might be. I said it might <laughs> be. Might That's be. Fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into these odds and ends. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our last segment, Odds and Ends. We collect smaller news stories, don't necessarily deserve a full talking point, but we want to tell you guys about them, something we've been watching, something we've been covering, uh, and just riff about them, whatever. So I have five... I believe Neil has six, but I'm positive that me and Neil have one that is the same. I think – I almost feel like we're going to have more than just one overlap. It might be. might be. I don't uh, know. I've got some weird ones on here other than that one. But, yeah. So let's start with that one. Let's start with the joint one. Do you want to say Alrighty. it? Or do you want me yeah. to say it? So now I'll say it. Um, so uh, – we got a little bit of a, an update here with uh, Halo Infinite and its roadmap and everything like that. <laughs> um, so the Forge mode is going to be launching in November. Yeah, only two years. Like, too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as well as, I believe, more uh, testing of the uh, co-op campaign. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's there's comes. another big big glaring thing with that um they have completely canceled the split screen co-op yep for the campaign of halo infinite yeah nobody needs that that thing that everybody has loved in every game that they requested so much that was in five and it wasn't really in five that thing that that, that, yeah. that they wanted so bad the reason for co-op really in the first place but no, you're going to give us online co-op and then say fuck off. It, it's the main reason with uh, with Halo 5 that uh, like Kayla and I had gone through. We played all the Halo games before you and I did Halo Infinite Road. Mm-hmm. Um, it played through all the campaigns, and it's the main reason why we did not go ahead and do Halo 5, because it does not have a split-screen function. We have to have two separate Xboxes, which we could now technically do, but we would mm-hmm. have to have two Xboxes with two TVs next to each other in the house for us to be able to do a co-op campaign. Yep. Um, it is not offered in any other way, shape, or form, uh, which is very unfortunate uh, because that was a huge, huge thing when they introduced it. Um, and everybody wanted it in five and they said that they couldn't do it in five to, uh, because they didn't want to cut into the graphical fidelity and everything like this. But whenever Halo Infinite was with the Xbox Series X, they were like, you know what, this time around, we're going to have the horsepower behind it. We might be able to get this to work. I mean, they weren't like 100%, no matter what, it's going to happen by gum. Uh, but they very much were like, yeah, we'll see. Maybe. And uh, we did see, and we saw that we will not see. So, uh, yeah, no split screen co op. It 
the Halo story has been a story of one company treading water. Like to me, it has been since the beginning. It's like it's like one good. It's like two steps forward, one step back every fucking time they say anything uh, for the last year. It's like, oh well, you're getting this, but you're not getting this. You're getting this, but you're not getting this. Okay, you're getting the multiplayer, but the story's not coming until December. All right, you're getting the story, but you're not getting Forge. All right, you're getting the story, but you're not getting co-op. Uh, you're getting Forge, but not the split-screen co-op. Like it, It's like every fucking thing we hear about this game, they slowly have to backpedal. They slowly have to pour more water out while water's coming out without fixing the fucking hole in the first place. And really, it comes down to the fact that 343... Does not know how to make a Halo game, and it's the only thing they do. And I want to clarify something too with this entire Halo saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've mentioned—I uh, don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast here, but I know I've told you. One of the guys that I work with does pro gaming. Okay, like he goes to the main Halo tournaments. In fact, he's going to be going to—I think he said he's going to Orlando. It's next uh, next but this month actually now okay um to play in official halo tournaments uh he has done so kansas city he's traveled across the country for this this guy actually has halo a halo gold necklace with energy swords like he is in it he is about it and i've talked to him about this too and even within like the pro community and everything like that uh, they're not super stoked about how the entire situation has been handled. In fact, we were talking about this roadmap thing, he and I uh, briefly today, and uh, he and I were in a bit of agreement that, you know, I feel like this game, had they just taken a whole nother year, granted it would have launched way later than they would have had uh, originally planned. They would have had, you know, extra damage control they would have had to go through for delaying it that long. But I feel like the damage control for that would have been worth it in the end because the quality of the product would have been Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. But we are now in this situation to where, like you said, it's always one step forward, two steps back. Yep. Maybe in another month, they'll take two steps forward and make up that little bit for one time. But then they'll take it back. Yeah. They'll take it back again. It's it's been a whole ordeal. I mean, I don't loathe the game, but there's a reason why I haven't played it in nearly a year. Yeah, and I I think that like it's three four three guys. It really is. Their one and only job is to make Halo games, and they haven't made a good Halo game. And yeah, I know a lot of you guys are gonna say four. I can assure you, I played four. It was not a good game. I'm sorry. It was not a good game. Neil might fight me on this. It was not a good game. It was absolute torture to listen to the monologuing of these insane alien creatures that they came up with. And the the crazy mental abuse that Cortana suddenly puts your character through. No. Four sucked. It sucked. There has not been a good Halo game since... ODST, reach. and that's uh, uh, I don't know if I liked Reach. I'm not gonna lie. I know you didn't like Reach. I had some problems with Reach too. I know you had problems with Reach. <laughs> I, I, I think that that's one of our best seasons of Halo Infinite War. Well, I mean, because there's a point. whole 
there's a whole episode where I'm just stuck in that room, just yelling about it <laughs> while you're completing the level, and I'm just like, nope. Why would you put a jetpack here so that the other player could get out? No, fuck no. You put him back in a checkpoint where he can't move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had some problems with those games. Nonetheless, uh, the Reach, even Reach, from what you told me, 343 kind of redid a bunch of stuff in that. Yeah, and that so, was that, that was the weirdest thing. because The Reach, reach I was playing was a 343 Reach. It wasn't yes. Bungie's Reach. So, yeah, they did this really weird thing that uh, back when Bungie had made it, that's when the whole sale went through. The keys to the kingdom were passed over from mm -hmm. Bungie 2343, right. and they started playtesting stuff and changing stuff up. Don't get me wrong, like the bones of everything were still there from mm -hmm. what Bungie had made, but it was all those little tiny details that... For me, as somebody who played it under the Bungie version, like it wasn't that massive of a change, right. but it's an entirely different game for somebody who never played it back when Bungie was in control. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that I, I, I have not enjoyed one three four three Halo game, and honestly, I think one of the big problems is three four three has been trying to make a Bungie. Halo game since they got it and that's the problem. They're not yeah. just making a new Halo game. Like they were tasked with doing something impossible, which is take this established franchise made by these very certain group of people uh and make a story exactly like that, but not that and continue it. Like there's just no way to do that. And while I think that 343 has been really lazy at times, there's been a lot of times where it's like, what have you been doing for this long? Um, I still feel like 343 should, be, should stop trying to make a Halo game that, hell, they should stop making Halo games. That's what they should, number one, with a bullet, don't let 343 make any more Halo games. I'm not even saying shut them down. Just let them make something new because they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Halo. Let them make something original and maybe it'll come back good. Or at least if you're going to let them do a Halo game, let them do something original in the Halo universe. And Microsoft, stop making Master Chief games. It's done. Like The, the story has been done multiple times now. Like There's got to be an end at some point. There just has to be. You can't keep bringing these people back. It's franchise... It's franchise fatigue, you know? For me, I don't want to hear any more stories about Master Chief. When does this fucking guy ever get his end? Like, even death. Let the fucking guy die, man. He's so tired. Like, it's... I don't want to see this anymore. It's just... Like, I love John Wick. There will be a point where I don't want to watch John Wick movies anymore because I want them to be over. I want John Wick to, as my wife put it, buy a new dog and get over his dead wife like that's that's what i want too i want resolution for the character you get this fra franchise fatigue and, and master chief is way past where john wick is he's three things past where john wick is and we're still making shit about him let the dude be done let him be done um okay so i got four now you got five yes why don't you go ahead with one all right, uh, this one's kind of short, sweet, to the point. Uh, Facebook is shutting down its Facebook oh, gaming app. I heard about this. It's not on my uh, odds and ends. You didn't see yeah, it. Um, for the blatantly obvious reason that they just can't compete with Twitch. 
this is a real problem, ladies and gentlemen, a real problem. Uh, we had Mixer, which was a competition for Twitch. That shut down. When that shut down, uh, they had the option to either go to Twitch and negotiate new contracts or go to Facebook Gaming because Facebook Gaming was basically, when it shut down, Facebook Gaming was purchasing Mixer to then use it as part of their software. So basically they had the choice to go to Facebook Gaming or just leave and go negotiate with Twitch. Uh, but then Facebook Gaming never really used it, never really gained traction. Now it's shutting down. I want to point out right now, when you get a um, when you get an area of commerce, of content, of anything, and it is run and owned and operated by one company, you get in trouble. Right now, the only streaming video game service really out there is Twitch, unless you count YouTube. And let's face it, even though I stream on YouTube and I prefer to stream on YouTube, YouTube is not really known for streaming. No, and that's and that's what I think the the only reason why YouTube gaming has, the the YouTube streaming and everything has stuck around mm -hmm. because of it being YouTube that just happens to also have a gaming division. Yeah. It didn't work with Facebook because it was two totally different things. It's yep. like, you know, social media and, you know, cat pictures and memes and mm -hmm. shit. And by the way, we also have, you know, Facebook gaming, whereas YouTube, it's all about video content, but it's just squirreled off here off to the side and like, oh yeah, here's the gaming part of it. It can survive as a part of something whole not like its own separate thing that I think Facebook Gaming had a real chance. It's just I don't think Facebook did the right things with them because putting that stuff in people's social media stuff so that you could just click on it and go right into their stream uh, is, is really cool. Uh, and Facebook yeah. Gaming was do that, but they wouldn't push it forward enough no. to really get the people going. They didn't, like, nobody even really, unless you were a gamer, you didn't know what Facebook Gaming was, and that was the problem. Whereas, Everybody knows what Twitch is. Everybody does, you know? Um, okay, so one of mine? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so this is real big. I hinted at it earlier. I don't know if that was on camera or off camera, but uh, Konami is actually going to be showing off a game at TGS, which has gotten people a-buzzing. Uh, during this show, though, the person that is uh, going to be presenting the announcement is this specific Japanese voice actor who has worked on the three previous Tsukiden games. Hmm. So, the theory is Tsukiden is returning. Now, if you are not an old crappy fuck <laughs> like I am... Uh, you probably don't know what Tsukiden was. Uh, the last Tsukiden game was on PlayStation 2, I believe. Tsukiden 3, which was an awesome game. Uh, and uh, the coolest thing about it is JRPG, kind of, turn-based fighting. The coolest thing about it, though, is every city has like four or five characters uh, that you can recruit to your group. Like There's up to 100 characters that you can get and then use them later on your team and level them up and stuff. So... Play styles are infinite within this this JRPG thing. It's just you would go to a, a city and you could tell which ones are the ones that, oh, that one's got a special face. I bet you if I do a special thing for them, they'll join. And then Special face. I, I, I love that game because, and I don't like JRPGs, but I loved it because you could just go into a city and be like, 
how do I get these people? You know what I mean? Like, how do I collect them out of my group? And what's even cooler is you always have this base of operations where you come from. And the base of operation is just always this, like, wrecked castle with tons of empty rooms. But as you collect people, they pick out room and they rebuild it as their own room. And then you have this room and your castle slowly gets built up with the people so you can just go back and have conversations with them. God, I love those games. So I'm kind of excited about this. It would be a JRPG I would get into. I know uh, William Hoolin has always been wanting me to get into JRPGs. That's one that I played the crap out of all of them. I played the Sukedans. Yeah, I never played them, but I know of. They're, they're good. I think I still have the third one in my PlayStation 2 collection. Uh, I don't know if my PlayStation 2 still works. I don't have an HDMI connector for it, but I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my next one, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about this uh, because of just like the idea of it as a whole. Uh, Warner Brothers has apparently filed a copyright for the Big Chungus meme. Oh, uh, I saw this. Uh, for use in video games Big and everyone's Chungus. believing that Big Chungus is going to be a character in multiverses. 100%. I, 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 I love the idea of having a meme as a playable character in a fighting game because this is the shit that I want from like a crossover fighting game. Yeah. That said... The fact that Warner Brothers is copying, copywriting a meme <laughs> to have legal ownership over a meme is annoying. Frustrates me. It is annoying. Unfortunately, as much as I would love to like really rag on them for this, it is a necessary step if they want to put yeah. this in the game. There's just no way around that. Right. I will say I love the idea of that because multiverses and games like that shouldn't be taking themselves seriously. Instead, they should be trying to go the other way and just be as crazy, batshit, off-the-wall nuts as they can. So getting a meme character Bugs Bunny in there, I'm down. I'm down. I'm all down for that. Uh, my turn? Yes. So this is kind of a bummer for me because we had talked about this game a little bit ago. Uh, Smash Brothers got another competitor launched today. Uh, and we actually had mentioned this when it had first been announced, and that is LEGO Brawls. Uh, what is LEGO Brawls? LEGO Brawls is a platform fighter, just like Smash, just like Multiverses, just like Brawlhalla, but the tricky, cool part of this is you collect like LEGO pieces and you make your character based on that, and then that gives them the abilities. So it's it, it doesn't necessarily subscribe to the pick this character and that's the abilities you have it's like no yeah. i equipped him with a wrench this is how the wrench works in combat plus my hard hat or plus this you know so you can kind of really build out your character in it and i thought it was a really cool and interesting idea uh for a platform brawler to kind of do something different that being said it is a nearly full priced game 49.99 uh, to purchase or thirty nine ninety nine to purchase, um, that is fucked up because this is gonna have a ton of microtransactions in it. It's not a full game. There's no way this has a story mode that's longer than sixty minutes. 
Um, and it's just that's just bullshit. This game should be free to play, just like every other one of these platformers. And I know there's not a lot of free to play fans out there in our audience. There are certain games that are meant to be free to play, and they are games like this that are just literally multiplayer modes, you know, uh, competitive multiplayer modes. So I don't know. I think the forty dollar price tag is really going to keep this from gaining any real traction, in my opinion. Oh yeah, 100%. especially. Especially with how popular Multiverses is right now, uh, it's going to eat it for lunch. Yeah. I would say so. Just like uh, the uh, Nintendo, or not Nintendo, Nickelodeon one before it. Yeah. I can't even remember yeah. what it was called. N that one sucked, though. Something. That one was yeah. not good. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that suck and are not good, uh, this is a new story that I stumbled across. That saddens me because this was one of my uh, favorite games of relatively recent memory that did not get its due, in my personal opinion. Uh, but apparently, when Prey was released back in 2017, Bethesda forced Arcane to name the game Prey. They forced them to use the name even though it had literally nothing to do with the original because they owned the rights by picking them up, they just said, no, you're just going to call this Prey. Um, and this was completely against all of the game designers and everyone hmm. else's wishes. Uh, and it was actually confirmed in a recent interview with uh, Rafael Coltanio, uh, previously of Arcane. I think he was one of the directors uh, of the game. Basically, he said, uh, paraphrasing him here, that it absolutely crushed him and the entire team because they had a completely different, you know, name picked out. And I don't think he said what it was, but, you know, you have this whole vision and this thing and you want to put a, a name on it as to what it is and make it your own unique thing. And then the uh, corporate end of things just swings in and says, ah, uh, yeah, this looks really cool. Uh, hey, we spent a shitload of money on this name. Uh, just slap it on there, uh, and you're gonna do it. And you're gonna ask any questions? Uh, yeah, it's it's that's a real bummer. That is an absolute bummer, uh, and it actually makes a lot of sense because that game, in no way, shape, or form, was connected to the original. Exactly. It definitely felt like a placeholder name uh, to be to be completely truthful on it. So that sucks. Yeah. That sucks because then. Those people are also beholden to what the original game was, uh, and this game ends up being part of that series, even though it was never meant to be. Whereas they had a, their own IP, and you got to wonder if that hindered it in the public eye as well as its sales. Yes, uh, in that article, it was alluded to the fact that uh, a lot of people were upset because they thought it was a reboot or spirit like a successor to Prey. Nope. Just a, a, a game that is called Prey because they no. have the yeah. right. Yep. That's very annoying. It's very annoying. Uh, okay, I got a bummer here. Uh, Splitgate. Yay! Splitgate, which is the notable uh, and very popular competitor to Halo multiplayer in a lot of ways. Uh, people consider it a Halo multiplayer competitor. It's basically Portal meets Halo multiplayer, uh, but it's been very popular. Uh, I mean, to the point where they've actually like uh, they've actually riffed on each other in, on Twitter. 
yeah. before. Uh, but the, the game was very popular. It was said that Splitgate was having a hard time even keeping up with its demands. Unfortunately, Splitgate is closing its doors. It's shutting down. Oh, on the I didn't up, hear this one. Yeah, on the upside, their reasoning for it is, look, this game is great. Unreal, like, you guys really like this so much that we want to make a sequel, a full sequel to it, and we're going to put it in Unreal 5. So, oh, okay. so they're shutting down production to make the sequel. However, that makes me nervous, man, because I don't want something that people love to shut down to get... A sequel that we don't know if it's gonna be good or not, you know. So, right, it is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that is. Right, so this is your last one, right? Uh, no, I had two more. Son of a bitch! How did that work? Oh no, that's right, because you were one ahead. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, indus- industry insider Jeff Grubb yet again uh, saying things, and he's he's got a relatively good track record, though. Um, he has stated on a podcast recently that he believes that there will be a Nintendo Direct in September uh, that may have some Zelda announcements with it. Uh, I mean, it would have God, to. I sure as shit hope so. It has because to. Because this is about the time where we get our last Direct for the year, and that's going to show you the stuff that's supposed to really be launching in the first half of the next year, which is when the secret Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel game is supposed to be launching uh, unless they push it back again. Um, That's the thing. It was announced for February, if I recall correctly. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, and we still remember, folks. We still don't know what it's actually called. Actually called. So (laughs) that is my biggest issue with this right now is just I have to call it a stupid-ass name. I think we're definitely hearing about Breath of the Wild at the next Direct. We have to. Uh, well, no, yeah, we're going to hear it. The problem is, is what that news is, because it's one of two newses. One of those newses is, hey, here's a bunch of new footage from the new game coming up, and here's the title. Or, yeah. you know what the other one is. I'm sorry, the we're still solo. working on it. <laughs> Dude walking we're, out in front gonna, of a gray screen. We're going to need Hello. some more time. Do you want another Skyward Sword remake? Like, yeah, like that's what I think we're gonna get. Uh, well, I mean, there was rumor juncture. that that he had mentioned uh, about ports for Twilight Princess and uh, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Wind Waker uh, coming to the Switch. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be okay with those just because those are more well received than uh-huh. Skyward Sword was. Yeah. Um, and not being sold as a, hey, you know you want the thing? We're not going to get to you. No. Uh, but here's the lesser version of it. Here's the one that uh, you never <laughs> wanted and don't like. <laughs> like That, that, that was, was the, the worst. Thing. It was the worst was announcement the ever. That. Because we wanted ever. the Breath of the Wild sequel information. And he straight up said... I'm not going to give you what you want here today. I'm going to give you something else. But instead, here's this game that no one, no one was like, please remake this. And even was like, hey, you see the stamina gauge here? That looks familiar. That's going to be in that game that I'm not going to tell you about. (laughs) Uh yeah. Um I I'm v- I got a sneaking suspicion we ain't seeing that game till real late next year if at all. 
Uh, so that's entirely possible. Just saying, we have not seen enough of it. But uh, okay, so my final one is a funny one. It's also a okay. very confusing one. But okay. apparently, you can go to IHOP and you can get specific IHOP meals. I do not know what the exact meals are uh, that are based off of video games. Stop. What? Uh, not I'm, even. I'm not I'm even kidding. At IHOP's website, there is right something now. called I'm, the the International House of Pancakes Bank, uh, which you can now connect to your Xbox account, uh, which actually you can unlock rewards from playing video games to buy I'm pancakes with. Right. Now. And then, and then to promote this, IHOP is like, here's the fours of five pancake meal, like. That's literally what they're doing, uh, which is hysterical to me. So, yeah. So, number one funny thing, you can play Xbox video games and then buy pancakes with the achievements. And number number two, those pancakes are named after the video games you just played. (laughs) Come on, it's hysterical. You can't write this stuff. Stranger than fiction. You want a crazy narrative twist? There it is. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? You're right. It was that IHOP was the whole narrative. time. It was IHOP the whole time. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. understand why. I love why? IHOP too. The IHOP in Streetsboro closed down, and now I, there's no IHOPs near me. But I'm trying I to remember IHOP. where that one even was. It was it was in front of the Walmart, the newer Walmart, next to the Sonic. Right before, right before, the, right before, right uh, before, fourteen turns into the highway. I didn't even know there was one there. I, I there was I one there. there it's long. not there anymore. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Oh it's sad. God. Me and Melissa ate there a few times. They they got real shitty on service, so I guess I get it. But yeah. uh, so that's my last one, man. You got one more, and then we can. All right, can I be got done. another one, and I got my last. This one's a weird one. This- Doozy. Yay, weird uh, one sandum. I love it. So love uh it. so something super weird happened with uh somebody's first gen iPad okay. online. Uh, so there this story originated from Twitter. Alright. This individual tried to open the Netflix app on his first gen iPad. It was running iOS five point one point one. Okay. Um so, why am I even talking about Yeah, this, this? is weird. I don't... When they try to run Netflix on this, they got a Wii Shop error message on their iPad saying that the disc was no longer supported and to go re-down Netflix from the Wii Shop. I, reading this thought there's no way that this is humanly possible there's no way like this is somebody who did some stupid shit and there's going to be no physical evidence the twitter user is at fc bun with two n's shared pictures of his ipad with proof now since this story got popular on twitter People have gone who happen to have first gen iPads with that right. same operating system and tried to do that. Some people had success with it, but at a point in time in this, it had been fixed 
to where it now just shows that the device is no longer supported. So somehow, somewhere along the way, probably on Netflix's back end, they somehow got a default Wii error message confused with the old iPad device That's signature crazy. when they That's logged in crazy. and it showed the error, the Wii error message on wow, the iPad. Wow, that is a weird one. That is a weird one, man. Stranger than fiction, right there. <laughs> Netflix is a crappy company, though. Uh, they're going to be dead. Soon. Oh yeah, they they've not been doing great. They've not been doing great. One, no. like, like I've said before, once Cobra Kai ends and yeah. freaking yeah. Stranger Things is gone, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with they, it. <laughs> yeah, as their price continually goes up and they keep it getting, they're like they're average. like the Sony of streaming services. They just like they're doing everything wrong and blaming everybody else for it. Like they're just they're just awful. They're the worst. I would have dropped them forever ago, but my wife wants it. So, and what she wants, we have. So, <laughs> so that is the way that goes. But I fucking hate Netflix. All right. That's it. We're all done. Uh, we can go to plugs. We can be done. Uh, we can go to sleep or or, or go to sleep. We're going to go to sleep. Look at, the, look at this hair, ladies and gentlemen. You see this hair? This hair means sleep. This hair means sleep. Copious amounts of sleep are needed to maintain the body that this hair is attached to. And by maintain, I mean... Keep it running in any capacity whatsoever. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be right back with the plugs. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Before I throw to Neil, I do want to say Neil had a really good idea for possibly our next oh, show. Oh, shit. I if forgot we don't to talk about God damn it. I don't know who the fuck is still listening to this at this point, but if you are still listening to this, Neil, why don't you tell everybody your idea for potentially the next show? Okay, so uh, <laughs> providing that we don't have any sort of like major massive news things break, uh, I have recently discovered uh, AI image generators. Uh, if you don't know what AI image generators are, basically it's like a search engine for the imagination. Uh, so you can just take a bunch of phrases or words and jam them together and an AI scours the internet for images that may relate to what it is that you're saying and jumbles them all together to what it thinks that you are talking about or what might, you know, sort of resemble what it is that you're searching for. Um, so what we plan on doing, it's going to be very... Now we, you... Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I'll, I'll be. I'm along I'll be for the ride. Here on the screen, yeah. Um, but it is going to be primarily a visual thing, so I don't know how well it's going to translate into audio for that episode. Look, uh, we'll do our best. We have done 155 episodes of audio focused content. Yeah. I think There's I don't no think anybody's going to like. Anybody's going to be mad at us for the for the one we do visually. Yes. So what uh, the main reason I'm even mentioning this ahead of time is we are going to need ammunition for this. 
Um, so if anyone, you know, we'll, we'll come up with some things on our own, but, uh, if anyone has any sort of ideas of just random stuff, it's going to be primarily focused around like gaming, but get crazy with it. Um, so what we plan on doing is just throwing this stuff into the image generator and seeing what it comes up with. Now, sometimes it's feast and famine, man. Sometimes it just comes up with a garbled pile of literally nothing. Dubious food from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> exactly. It's, it, it can be dubious food or it can be just like the cream of the crop shit. So uh, if anybody has any sort of ideas or suggestions that you want to see thrown into an image generator, uh, go ahead and put it in the comments for this episode. Um, and then, like I said, if like some crazy ass shit breaks, like we may just push this off to another week. But as it stands right now, this is what it's, we're leaning towards doing. Yeah. Uh, if and if you put something in the comments and we don't use it next week, we will remember the comments that you put in and we will use them when we do use it. I just don't know because yes. because TGS comes up here uh, soon and so does and there's also going to be an Ubisoft forward where they announce a new Assassin's Creed. Obviously, not a huge deal for everybody who listens, but I don't know that that's worth a talking point. But nonetheless, there could be some stuff in this month happen that we need to cover. Or, I'm sorry, in the next five days. Uh, but if nothing happens, then we are going to do this zaniness uh, and see how it works out. Uh, do you have anything special you want to plug there, sir? Uh, you know what? Yeah, uh, just because it's super fresh in my mind. Because we just... Uh recorded uh one of the recent uh episodes of uhw um that was probably one of the best uh matches i think that we've had so far and i know one good. that i personally had been looking forward to and it was, it was just it was so good it was good resolution was of our fight uh, in the you game. know what i i don't want to I don't know. I wouldn't say resolution. I don't I know if I would say resolution. I wouldn't say resolution either. I wouldn't say resolution. Hey, we don't have enough wrestlers for us not to fight again. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So there you go. Uh, definitely check that out. That won't be up for another two. It's gonna be a while. Three weeks. It'll be three weeks that that goes up. Um, so yeah. So it'll be a little bit. Um, and then we might end up taking a small break between uh, show three uh, and show four, being that we do four-episode shows. So, like, uh, just because we've gotten a little bit behind on our recording schedule, I'd like to get ahead by a bunch of episodes again before we start releasing them. So, uh, And really, this the, the show that we're working on right now Show three is kind of our pay-per-view because all the titles are being defended, all the rivalries are getting resolved, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. So, hey, I'm excited. I'm excited to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, and then please check that out. You can check that out on Axiom LLC's YouTube channel on Saturdays. Uh, but you can also check out uh, it here on Thursdays following that Saturday if you want to wait for that. Um, as far as other plugs, I guess I gotta plug it. Uh, I'm reviewing Death Stranding. It's already out as you're listening to this. It came out yesterday if you're listening, two days ago if you're watching, on Monday. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to get a lot of views on it, or I'm going to get a ton of views, and they're all going to be hate watches. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Because it was a very, it was the hardest review I have ever done in the 100 plus reviews that I've done for this channel so far. It was the absolute hardest review I have ever done or had to do. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I got to plug that. <clears throat> I don't know that there's anything else to plug. Yes, uh, there is. What? Zach. What am I missing? You made a game. Ah, yes, the game. Well, yes, the UHW that we were talking about is with the gaming system. Myself and Mark Bell made it. Upper hand, an Axiom system wrestling game. And let's face it, you saw an ad for it at the beginning of the show because I'm editing them in and they are unskippable because YouTube didn't put them there. So <laughs> just drive my viewers away. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, you know, buy my game. Buy the game. Uh, it's uh, relatively cheap. Uh, purchase it. It would be nice My if you purchase it. My card just came, actually. Yeah, did I they? didn't realize it. I didn't realize it before we uh, before we recorded. I saw the little box, but I didn't put two and two together as to what it could be because we had like a bunch of shit show up at the yeah. house. Yeah. So I I didn't realize it until at, literally after we finished recording. I was like, son of a bitch, those were my cards. Well, and I'll I'll go one further. I'll tell you one one even further. If you buy a copy of the game and a copy of the cards and then you contact me on this channel's Discord, I will consider letting you into UHW because I would rather put players in over NPCs and we probably need a couple more wrestlers. So I will definitely add you to UHW. I don't, I don't mind that roster getting bigger. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of a YouTube actual play show that collectively gets about 10 views per week, <laughs> then purchase a whole game. <laughs> Join our Discord and contact me. I guess I did not sell that as well as I should have, but no, still, if you... No, but you know what? It had heart, and that's what matters. If you have a copy of the game and the cards, and you are interested in it at all, uh, yeah, definitely contact me on YouTube. It actually doesn't, it actually doesn't eat up that much of the player's schedule. It eats up quite a bit of mine because I'm on every recording, but I think I think Neil, you've had to record like what once a month since we started it. Like it's not somewhere about that. Like it yeah. was it was kind of front loaded when we were getting everything set up, yeah. but after that now it's been about once a month. Yeah. Um and to be completely honest, time wise too, like even last night I think ours was considered long like relatively long ish. Not like the longest there's ever been, mm -hmm. but I mean, we went for fifty-six. Uh, like the entire call was fifty-six minutes, and yeah. I'm gonna cut a bunch out of it. But yeah, it's like an hour of play here and there, uh, and I work around schedules too. So yeah, I definitely accept you if you want to. Just like I said, buy a copy of the game, buy a copy of the cards, get on the Discord, contact me. All right. After the other than that, I'm gonna do one final two plugs. William Holwin. The name William, then H-O-U-O-U-I-N. Search him on YouTube. Subscribe to him. Bloody Nose. He was in the comments. He'll be a little bit harder to find because there are some other Bloody Noses out there. Bloody Nose. Find him. Subscribe to him. Both top tier, smaller, independent YouTubers that are looking for more subscribers. Uh, and yeah, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can contact us on Discord. Links in the description below. Influence this in all of our shows from there. Facebook, at OldManGamingDH. Twitter, at OldManGaming9. As long as you guys keep watching this, and we'll keep making them, for better or worse. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time.
Pause. My review is done, by the way. It's completed. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Are you relieved? Yeah, I am. I am. It. It's tough. It, it, it's real tough. Because if that game was made by any other human being on the planet, I would think it was one of the greatest games ever made. Because they wouldn't have put all that stupid-ass fucking story in there. Yeah. Like, the game itself. Like, the game itself is great. Like, just the game part. The, just the playing the game. It is absolutely the quintessential walking simulator. And it's a walking simulator that does something that no other walking simulator does, which is actually simulate walking. Like, you actually have to work at walking. I know that all the reviews out there, like, that was their biggest problem with the game, was the game itself. Uh, that's my favorite part. Like, if that game has was just like, let me make my own mailman, and let me just deliver packages, <laughs> and with the trail-making system, and the, the whole com communal, like, stuff system, would have yeah. been amazing. But it is so dragged down by an incomprehensible story from a man who is more concerned with everybody who plays that game thinking he is a genius than actually making a good game that it's just it's it's mind boggling. I played five hours and fifteen minutes. Of those five hours and fifteen minutes, about two hours and five minutes was actually playing the game. That's how much story. Just bullshit. 40 minute 20 minute fucking chunks of like story about norman reed is grunting at things it was so insane you know and some of the chunks of the story like the mules are so stupid i cannot even wrap my head around the stupidity of those characters you know what they are right no did you didn't play it i thought you said you played it no because you said you were low-key hoping i liked it yeah, no, no, I was I was just like in general, no, I, I've not I have I've not experienced okay. this game. So there are these these characters called mules, which basically okay. effectively work like pirates. Like you're delivering mail from point A to point B. Like you know what the game is, right? You you know Yeah, yeah, that, it's just right? like package delivery basically. Yeah, basically with like a purpose, like in a bunch of story around it. But you're basically a mailman. Like you're you're a mailman in Ghost Apocalypse. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Um but there are these guys, they're basic they basically effectively work as pirates. Uh, or or bandits, where basically there's certain pockets of them, and if you try and travel through them with your packages, they find you, they beat you up, they take your packages. Like that's mm. that's what they're there for. Okay. These... <laughs> so so it's a ghost apocalypse where there is almost nobody left alive. Extinction is nearly on the horizon for the human race. Why do you think they would be trying to get those packages? Uh, I mean, I would assume to survive, maybe? No. that That is what you would think. That's what I would think. They're trying to take stuff so that they can survive on stuff. No. Instead, they have become addicted to delivering packages. <laughs> so, so the story behind them is they beat you up, they take your packages, and then they make your delivery for you. Uh, yeah. Um, do they like get like a, a, a fee, like compensation? It doesn't matter to them. They just want to deliver the packages. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, All do right. you understand why I have a problem with this? I mean, Monster energy drink. Wants, if somebody wants to beat the shit out of me and I don't know, go to work for me or like pay my taxes for me because right. they're addicted to it, go ahead, my dude. Like, yeah, you don't have to beat I'm the shit out of me. Ahead. Here you go. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to hit me at all. They, they I'll just lie down. 